Hello everyone and welcome to another review discussion on Player 2. My name is Matt Houston and I am joined by the one, the only, the legendary Chris Barton. How are you going, mate? I'm doing very well, Hugh, so that's a very kind intro. Much appreciated. Well, you know, it's been a while since we've seen you around the trap, so you get you get a bigger entry the longer you stay away. So if you'd have stayed away longer, you would have been hailed as the Maharaja or something. But anyway. Oh, all right. Okay, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> keep that in mind for next time, yes. So for people that are watching on video and not listening on the um, podcast feeds, you will clearly know we're here to talk about golf. So I fully expect a whole bunch of you to turn off right now. But... For those 10 of you that do like golf, like Chris and I like golf, uh, hang around because we're going to talk about the latest PGA 2K23 game. Chris, you've you've been in. How far in are you on, on Tiger's return to video games? Yeah, goodness. I'm I'm not sure exactly how much I've played at the moment. I haven't checked the hours, but I've, I've played a decent chunk of most of the, the core modes and spent a, a bit of time in my career and sussed out the the new edition of Top Golf as well. So I've I've dabbled. I've dabbled in in a fair few of what PGA two K twenty three has to offer. What about yourself, Hugh so? Yeah, I've been pretty much focusing on the career mode at the moment. I'm gonna to get to Top Golf a bit later, but the career is where the meat and potatoes are, I guess. So I just want to dive in there and check that out. Uh last Last PGA game, the career mode was very basic. Um, it was fine. It was functional. You know, you had a, a, a your PGA tour. You worked your way up through the different uh, Q school and all those sort of things. And then you got sponsors, and it was all very surface level. Uh, immediately, there's some big changes here in the career, right? Yeah, yeah, there, there are. And I think a lot of it's sort of bringing it sort of closer into parity with the other 2K sports series, namely the ever-popular NBA 2K series, mm. where we've got a lot of, well, for, for starters, you can choose an archetype of your player. Yeah. So you can choose to have a, a golfer character that you create and choose a particular archetype, whether they specialise in driving long bombs, whether they're a putting specialist or whether they're someone who favours accuracy and tempo and control over raw power. There's a few archetypes for you to mould your player around. And one of the cool things is that you can actually change this archetype at any given moment. You're not locked into to mm. one for the entirety of your career. So if you do find that one archetype isn't working for you or you just want to check out another one out of sheer curiosity to see how how it feels playing the course you're, you're more than welcome to do so which which i think is a, is a really cool thing and i think it's a more approachable way rather than going okay here's your stat sheet fill it out you know fill out power fill out accuracy that sort of thing i think it's more oh, approachable i think it's also uh it also while being approachable it makes it more in line with like a real life because, you know, these are archetypes that exist in golf as a sport. There, there are the John Daly's that are pure power. And then there's the finesse people, you know, like Adam Scott and people like that that are more about the finesse and less about the power. So it's, it's, it's nice to see that represented in a way that's realistic yet approachable in the game. I also really like the fact that there is no stat upgrades as such. Um, you're not earning money to buy upgrades. That always feels like a cheap route in sports games to me. It, it, it doesn't feel genuine. And even training mini games and that are always a bit naff because once you're at professional level, 
there's only so much more you can do to, to boost your player. Whereas here, it's all based around your gear. So it becomes a little bit, I guess, RPG-like in that way, uh, in that you can add uh, uh, kind of these little additions to your clubs and your different strokes that will, you know, improve your power, but it'll reduce your accuracy or it'll improve your spin, but it'll reduce, reduce the ability to fade or draw the ball. These little choices that you make based around your gameplay, it makes it really tailored to how you like to play, which is very cool, I think. Yeah, and again, the ability to swap out equipment quite readily and quite easily to to change change the way you play. Or, for example, if you know you're about to play on, a on say, a Lynx course with really bad conditions uh, you know a lot of wind to contend with then perhaps you might want to equip some gear that's better at sort of flight control and, and that sort of thing uh whereas you know there, there might be other courses that are far more forgiving and you think yeah let's double down on power this time around and the the interest the other interesting thing is that so we've got the the gear we've got the archetypes but we've also got some degree of skill points, but yep. it's not as as you alluded to, Hugh. So it's not like your traditional skill tree or just adding points to to buff out your attributes and stats and that sort of thing. They're, they're skill points that I found by large were there to give you sort of little little buffs and bonuses that most of the time tend to be activated when say you're struggling mid round and it'll give you a little bit of a, a leg up to help. Say if you've missed a few fairways in a row, then your next tee shot, it'll activate this temporary power up, which will make you yeah, give you a little bit more forgiveness with your, your swing plane or with your timing or, or something yeah. like that. But then there are those that are also activated by say going on a birdie streak or hitting several fairways or several greens in regulation. That'll give you, uh, a little bit of a, a bonus to reward you and sort of boost your, your gameplay that way. So there's there's a few different layers and a few different elements there. That's that's quite interesting. That I, I think on on the surface, from what I've experienced so far, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm curious to see once I get to say that the final column of the skill points, I'll be very keen to see how how different that works to say yeah. some of the early the early skills that you can invest in. Absolutely, it's a very interesting system, and once again, it it's it seems to be focused around uh, customizing to players and their own ability and uh, how they like to play. Um, that goes with the difficulty settings. The game is incredibly adjustable uh, to how you want to play. Like really good. Like this is something that HB Studios have done well since the Golf Club Two. The first Golf Club was very hard, uh, but Golf Club Two they added these accessibility and the way to adjust the difficulty. And um, since then, it's only gotten better and more refined. So you can you can refine your skill on your swing back because sometimes, you know, people find it hard to swing back and forward on the joystick. There's the traditional three-click methods back if you like to play that way. Um, you know, you can, you can adjust how the ball behaves a little bit with uh, your fade and draw and things like this. All these little meters that that are there to help you, you know, kind of tailor the game to how you want to play. Now, obviously, in competitive modes, there are, uh, you know, restrictions on that because you can't have um, people playing on easy swing modes against the rest of the competition. But for those just wanting to play single player, you can really just really dial this game in to how it suits you, which is, I, I love to see that, especially in a sports game and, and a daunting one. Like golf's, 
if you're not a, a golf player, golf's a daunting sort of thing, you know. So it's good to see that they've opened that door for new players. Definitely. And it's it's interesting because we've we've had a little bit of a sort of a, a lull in terms of golf games in recent years because obviously there has been the golf club before um, HB Studios joined the, the 2K team. And we've had PGA 2K21, which I, I think was very, very good. But then sort of outside of that, we haven't had much in the way of simulation golf games. I mean... You've had Mario you look, Golf. You've I was, had I was everybody's golf. Mario yeah. Golf. Yeah. yeah, we've had some very good arcade golf games, but very few simulation games. And I think PGA 2K23 is mm. very, very good. And when you say about the the difficulty settings and a lot of those modular settings that you can tweak, you can play PGA 2K23 like an arcade golf game but on the the realism in terms of the courses that you're playing on and the conditions and that sort of stuff yeah. with the realism of the simulation game. So you can really get the, the best of, of both worlds there. And I think I I think I'm not sure if this was an ego thing or whether I just thought, okay, well if I want to play some competitive online play that I'm gonna to have to get used to it. I went straight for the pro difficulty. Right. Yeah. Uh, which which tend, tends to be not very forgiving when your <laughs> your 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 stick movement's a little bit off. And yeah. I I had my ass handed to me very early on, let's put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, it bites and it bites hard yeah. if you if you want to go big. But that's that's part of the challenge, right? And you know, I'm probably a bit beyond. I play on the moderate, whatever the medium setting is, uh, and I actually play against easy opponents because, to me, the game of golf isn't about trying to get twelve under on the round. It's about trying to beat my best score. So I'm not worried about beating the opponents, and that that does get in your way in the career mode if you're not beating people. So I just sat them at easy. Uh, there's, I think there's another two difficulties below easy. So, uh, you know, if I'm getting six or seven under, I'm probably going to win the tournament. Uh, but, you know, it, it's kind of about challenging me. And that's always a bit, I mean, I play golf in real life. So, and and that's, that's the goal of it, right? I don't care about beating the bloke next to me. I care about beating myself. So uh, that that's a good thing that it, the game does too. It doesn't, doesn't punish you for not wanting to compete against some ridiculous AI. It lets you just play and work your way through the career mode at, at your own pace. And that's exactly right. I mean, that's why, you know, that's where in real life golf, you've got handicaps to, to really mm. level the field so that someone who's very experienced and very skilled can compete on a relatively even and level playing field to say a beginner or someone who doesn't have the same level of strength as another player. But one thing I, I found really interesting and I've been really persisting with the pro level difficulty yeah. and it's, it's very challenging. It's, it's, you can be having a good round and then just like in real golf, all it takes is one bad shot, one slice, one hook, one shank yeah. And all of a sudden, you have a, a blown out score, which ruins the whole round. The, so, the world turns to crap very quickly. <laughs> it, it certainly does. So yeah, as far as emulating the game of golf, it does a very good job of that. But one thing that was really interesting was one one thing, and I don't remember this being quite so difficult for me with PGA 2K21. Mm. So I don't know if this has changed since or whether I've just gotten worse through 
atrophy. But yep. I've found the, the downswing timing to be really tough in terms of trying to get it not too fast, not too slow, but somewhere in the middle, the, the Goldilocks yeah. sort of measurement. And I, I actually took to watching some YouTube videos to see some of the content creators talking about this. And what's what I find really, really interesting is the way that they're talking about this game. It's like as if you're watching a, a real-life tutorial on how to perform you know real golf shots and that sort yep. of thing so the the whole the whole culture and the the way that people talk about this game a digital golf game is very similar to the way that people talk about real life golf and i think that's that's possibly one of the greatest compliments that i i can pay this game is Absolutely. that is that it it's it's so close to to the real game in terms of the the technical details that you have to master to to be able to you know, display a, a decent level of skill so i'm really impressed by that even though my scorecards are less than impressive <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely it, it really goes that extra length to to um you know, simulate the real world sport. And that's something I think HB Studios has always done well. I mean, for those that don't know, they originally worked on the Tiger Woods golf series for EA. And then when EA kind of, you know, shat the bed a bit, uh, they left and uh, started their own thing, at, or a kickstarted golf game, believe it or not. And then uh, were bought up by 2K later and have come full circle and are now working on the PGA Tour again, uh, which is which is amazing. But this, this game, the big advertising claim to fame and honestly i think i could i think it's it's noticeable is that tiger woods isn't only the cover athlete but he was a chief advisor during the making of the game um now i don't think they've had that luxury with they've obviously had golfers before but they wouldn't have had a golfer of tiger's level let's face it there's not many of them around um and i think that's actually noticeable in the way the game is presented uh, not only in just the the realism of it but in the way the commentators uh, talk in a way the the courses feel in the way the the ball lies is examined and all those sort of things uh, it feels incredibly real uh, and, and true to life and I think I, there's every chance that that's you know as a result of bringing tiger on in a in an actual advisory role not just being the bloke on the front cover yeah, it's always difficult to tell and you'd love to be a fly on the wall in the situations where they bring on an athlete to be an executive producer because you sort of think, okay, what what level of involvement do they actually have? How much input do they have? But I I do I do certainly agree that having the Tiger Woods prestige has added another level of gloss to the presentation and I think it's some of that 2k pedigree now that 2k and hb studios have have worked together for longer so that there's more of that 2k polish that you see in yep. a lot of the other sports games come across here as well so i totally agree that the presentation has stepped up another level i think the the commentary i think i think it was pretty good in 2k 21 but i think they've got more commentary lines now so that they don't repeat quite as often, often and they don't yeah, yeah they, they don't quite great as much yeah. and i think the the addition of of some of the the women players as well and i think there's also um one of the the women commentators as well whose name has escaped me but i think that there's yeah not she a, does the on course calling yeah 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 and there's not um there's not 
there's not a lot of the pro players currently represented in the game, but I do believe they've said that they'll add more as time yeah. goes on. There's currently 12, including Tiger. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, one there of, is one also of the... Michael Jordan. <laughs> of, of course, of course. Did, did, I, did I also say that Steph Curry is going to be making an yeah. appearance in some yeah. some way? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, so, yep. So there's the, a lot of that cross-promotion and cross-athlete sort of thing. But as far as the, uh, the women athletes, I was – I really chuffed to see Brooke Henderson included because I was fortunate enough to see her play live when they did some of the LPGA stuff here in Adelaide, and yep. she hits she hits a very long ball. So very happy for her to see her represented in the game. So yeah, hopefully, absolutely. hopefully some Aussies like um, Minji Lee and and those uh, can uh, get their digital likenesses in the game at some. Yeah, because I well. don't think that on the men's side there's any of the Aussies there either. Um, well, I don't think there'll be Cam Smith anytime soon. <laughs> no, no, the li- the live golf situation. I have. I, I wonder if EA that's that because EA for those that don't know are making another golf game. So I wonder if they go the the live golf route. <laughs> I. I as as much as I'd love to see that, I I reckon there's probably next to no chance because they're also working with PGA. So yeah, I think yeah. I think by virtue of any PGA association, we're not going to see any to. of uh, any of Greg Norman, any Saudi mates in. Uh, no, in no, game. no. <laughs> anyway, for those that aren't following golf, that means nothing to you. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Google that. <laughs> well, if if you've if you know nothing about golf and you've watched this far. Well done. You've done well. Well done. Well done. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is the rivalry system, which I really, really like this time. Last last game, it was a bit meaningless, to be honest. The, you know, they arbitrarily assigned you a rival while you were playing and you beat him and you got bonus XP or something silly like that. Now, um, you pick one of three. Uh, there's 10 tiers to, of rivals to work through. Um you know, assuming you, 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 I'm, I'm guessing I'm up to about the fourth tier now, but you get up to Tiger Woods. I'm assuming he's the last guy that you've got to, you know, it makes sense, right? Um, but uh, you know, it's their pros; they have their likeness in the game, and you, and part of the challenge is not only winning the tournament, but making sure you do better than your rival, and that uses uh, Stablefoot scoring. Um, so uh, you, you do that, and you get bonus equipment you know you might get some gear from their sponsor so for example i uh, i just beat bubba watson and his he's a ping he's sponsored by ping so you get a ping putter as a result and it adds to your bag it's much more generous in the way it doles out uh, gear and and money and that this time so you feel like you're constantly being rewarded whereas the last game it was very a bit dry you know in that career mode you, you weren't getting the the little carrot on the stick as often so it's a nice new system. Yeah, it's it's one that I'm keen to explore a bit deeper because because I have sort of spread myself a bit thin over uh, a few game modes. I haven't really had a lot of a uh, lot of experience with the rival system, but I, I do I do like the way that it operates and it adds another of that another layer of that game within a game, which mm. you know keeps things interesting and gives you sort of several several goals or several things to think about beyond just trying to say beat your own score or hit the top of the leaderboards and, and that sort of thing. Because I remember some of the the best golf games were of my from my opinion, were the Tiger Woods EA games mm-hmm. of the mid two thousands, where they did such a great job of emphasizing 
these Stableford matchups or these yeah. match play matchups against other pros that would lead up to you know Tiger Woods, you know who's who is built up to be this this mythical unbeatable figure. You know, playing him on a Sunday in his traditional red polo. So, uh, that's, to be that's... fair, in the mid in that time, he was almost unbeatable. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, that's that's something that I, I think is is a really cool addition as well, and and adds another another level to the career mode. I think one thing that I'm sort of thankful for that the career mode lacks currently and to be honest i hope it sort of lacks it for a while longer is uh, that it doesn't try and shoehorn some obnoxious narrative or story that mm. some of it some some of the nba games let's just some of them are better than others but mm-hmm. by and large they they really great and i don't know if it's sort of like a I don't know if some of it's sort of lost in translation, sort of the the difference between Americans and Australians, but yeah. uh, I, I I don't. I, I think it's a, a cultural <laughs> thing in a lot of ways. Um, I actually didn't mind this year's NBA because the the main guy okay. was a bit of a bit of a lovable lovable dork, whereas in previous years he's been an arrogant douchebag, and I hate arrogance. But Americans seem to you know love that you know that arrogant yeah. sportsman persona um whereas australians i don't think gel with that at all we we prefer our heroes humble in a lot of That's, ways i think yeah sort um, of tall poppy syndrome a little bit <laughs> yeah a little bit of that so yeah I, I think that's that's i don't mind the idea of a story in a in a, a sports game mm. um but i don't know that it would work in a, a golf game as such it's 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 not the sort of uh, all-encompassing, mighty media empire that that basketball or, or soccer is, you know. So uh, I don't know that they would ever go down that route. They may. I could, I could be proven wrong. But what I'm more impressed about is the lack of VC bullshit in the game. Yes. Um, yes. I was always really worried that when 2K took a hold of this, that they that VC crap would get in there. Uh, there is a bit of it there, but it's all completely optional and it's all absolutely easy to ignore. Uh, there is a season pass coming, um, but it's more for those people that are playing it every day that are just, you know, competing online and it's all cosmetic. Um, there are some little ball boosts that you can get, but you get so many of them just playing anyway. You don't need to buy them. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's very innocent in its uh, microtransaction, which, which you can't say for... Uh, NBA some years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and again, I totally agree with that. And I, I have no problem with monetization in games mm. in, in general because games are bloody expensive to make. They got to make their bank somehow, and even yeah. char- charging you seventy bucks at retail, you know, doesn't quite cover it sometimes. But the the way that they've done it, I think, is. As, as far as monetization goes, is, is pretty ethical and it's yep. pretty straightforward. I, I do like the sort of battle pass approach that they've done or the, the clubhouse pass, whatever they've yeah, called yeah. it, because, yes, if you pay, I think it, I think it actually went live today or yeah. at the time of recording today, and your your pass is, I think, $16, $16.95 Australian dollars, and... It's for a 90-day pass where you know, each time you level up, you'll get a new little item, which, as as you mentioned, is cosmetic. But even 
on the free tier like you would in Apex or Fortnite or whatever has a, a, a battle pass in it, every few levels you will get something even if you Don't haven't pay. paid yeah. for it. And and that stuff is stuff that you can actually use to augment your character and, yeah. and sort of upskill them a little bit. So I think they've done that quite well. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's the most uh, – that sort of system is the kind of the – I guess the most ethical way to make money in these sort of situations, I think. And honestly, I, I'm the same. I don't begrudge them wanting to make extra money because running an online service is mm. a cost in itself, you know. So all those things cost money. Uh, so I don't mind them having that. I just don't like when it gets predatory, and, and that's not the case here at all. Yeah. I think um, just as a, as a quick aside, I'll, I'll briefly touch on my experience with Top Golf. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because that, yeah, because that was one of the the features that was built close to launch, saying, "Hey, we've got Top Golf now." And for those who aren't familiar, it's it's almost sort of like going to a driving range slash golf theme park sort of version. In in Australia, there's one on the Gold Coast, which is quite close to some of the the uh, the theme parks, and I've been fortunate enough to have a go, and it's it's quite a lot of fun because you, you're getting towards these targets on a driving range, and there's the the bar and live music and and food that you can enjoy, and best best played with a, a bunch of people in the same venue, yeah. you know, riff off one another, and I think that's the element that's a little bit lacking here in the PGA 2K23 version of Top Golf is that it does quite a faithful recreation of the the physical aspect of top golf in terms of you are hitting from an elevated driving range towards these targets you score points but a lot of what's great about top golf is sort of the the atmosphere and the the party mm. type vibe around it all so i think i think the video game version of top golf would be a, a fun little side game, mini game, yeah. if you will, to play with with mates, whether it's online or on the couch. I think that that could be a little bit of fun, but playing it solo is a little yeah. bit a little bit dull and bit does, empty. Yeah, it, it does. That's that's a, a really great way of putting it. It it, it feel a bit bit empty, but it, it almost yeah. strikes me as something they could make into an NBA Jam style golf experience that you you buy online for. 10 bucks or 15 bucks as an arcade you know the old xbox live arcade title something like that you know that 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 that's what it strikes me as but uh you know beer beer and 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 golf swings instead of beer and bowling or beer and 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 you know darts or something so definitely i mean it's it's nice that it's there and perhaps the the fact that you know top golf is there and you know it's a bit of a global brand that's something they'll possibly iterate and add more to as time goes on or in future editions as well yeah excellent all right then well last chance to talk about pga have we missed anything uh have i forgotten anything have you forgotten anything last chance I think we've we've covered pretty well most of the, most of the fundamentals i think now now that the servers are live you know, yeah. I'll perhaps check out a bit of the competitive and online stuff. But if you're just playing solo, there's plenty to do. So there's yeah, no absolutely. stress about having to jump online to get your money's worth. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I like uh, it. It seems like a really good improvement over the um, 
the last game. It's not a, a giant leap in terms of mechanics and things, but in in a, a lot of ways around the actual game of golf, that it's improved significantly. You know, career modes and and and, and sponsorships and all those sort of things have have received a nice boost, making it feel more like a complete kind of triple A finished product, uh, which which is really good. And also, I love I love the story of HB Studios, uh, their whole history, and it and it's great to see them doing really well. So yeah, I, I'm I'm happy for it. I'm going to keep playing it, and you'll see my review on Player Two soon. Um, Chris, where can we find you on this crazy worldwide weird web? place yeah goodness i think the best best place to follow me and follow me these days is on on twitter because i'm usually writing for a bunch of different folks at any given moment but uh, yeah you can find me on twitter at bibby boy and that's b-i-double-b-y-b-h-o-y where i'll tweet about all things games tech and sport whatever tickles my fancy at any given moment big, big bash is coming up so we'll we'll, we'll have some tweets there indeed <laughs> indeed <laughs> And you can find me at uh, Huso81 on Twitter or Player2AU. As I like to say, there's more swearing on Huso81, less swearing on Player2AU. Uh, <laughs> I keep it professional for the team. Um, but, yeah, you can find us there. Also, make sure you head to Player2.net.au. Check out our news, reviews, previews, podcasts, videos, opinion pieces. Uh, look, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I basically say no to no one. So anyone wants an idea, they just they get it. I say yes. They, they, it goes up. Uh, so check it out. And uh, thank you for joining us on this review discussion. Look out in the near future. Uh, there's one coming up with uh, Chris. He's turning up for another one. And Jess. And it involves a certain annoying Ubisoft mascot. Uh, so, yeah, look out for that in the near future. We'll talk, We'll see you then. Bye.